to the Sister in Faith podcast, where you've got a sister in faith and me to walk through life with. I'm Shirley, and I'm your host. And before we get started today, I just need to share that I got banned from TikTok. I have no idea why, but I pretty much cannot post anything new. And all of my content has been original. So if any of you TikTok experts out there know why this is happening or how to get out of it, please, please message me and let me know. My handle is Sister and Faith Pod. So until then, though, if you wouldn't mind helping me out by spreading the word the old-fashioned way by sharing my podcast, I would really appreciate it. So today's episode is for all of my introverts out there or anyone who has had a difficult time finding a church home. I've said this before and I'll say it again. You and I, we are not meant to go through life alone. Yes. I know some of you listening enjoy your alone time, as do I, but God did not intend for us to be alone all the time when he created us. Life is hard, and none of us are exempt from moments in life where we could benefit from community supporting or surrounding us. So I have friends from all different backgrounds, and I used to be someone who would talk to as many people as possible and get as many opinions as I can whenever I had a conflict. The type of advice I would receive would differ based on people's personal experiences and their spiritual backgrounds. And the more advice I'd receive, the more confused I'd become. But as I matured in my faith, I started to become more selective with whom I seek counsel from. I realized that I wanted my advice from people whose foundation was rooted in Jesus and who could offer wisdom, not based purely from their own personal experiences, but could back up their advice with scripture. This isn't to say, though, that non-believers can't offer amazing advice. This is simply a preference I've developed because I have a desire to become more like Christ, and I want to seek counsel from individuals who will point me towards that. This is supported by 1 John 2, verses 3-6. through And we can be sure we know him if we obey his commandments. If someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. But those who obey God's word truly show completely they love him. That is how we know we are living in him. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. So it's funny because when I was baby Christian, I consumed all the advice that was given to me. They were all good advice because I have an amazing set of friends. Context-wise, and as an example back then, I was blessed that most of my issues weren't dire, but mostly relational between friends, coworkers, significant others, and family. So now, as a self-proclaimed adolescent Christian, sometimes I'll hear really great advice, but I recognize in my heart that the advice isn't rooted in Jesus' love. Has that ever happened to you? I mean, since I've spent more than half my life as a non-believer, I know the advice is legit if I did not know God. But because I do, I know that that same advice that would have worked before is no longer good enough because something in me recognizes that that advice isn't rooted in his firm foundation because Jesus calls us to a higher standard of love. In Matthew 5.46-7, Jesus literally challenges us by saying, if you only love people who love you back, what's the good in that? Anyone can do that. We are to love even those who sin against us. That's the above and beyond that Jesus calls us to. 
All this to say, I think a really important part of our faith journey is to have people around us who will always point us back to Jesus. And I am in no way implying that a non-believer can't give great advice, but advice rooted in the Bible is different, and only a believer can give us that. Advice backed up by scripture takes the subjectivity out of the equation. So if you don't have a community, the best place to start is to find a local church and immerse yourself into that community. It took me a really long time to find the church community I'm in now. I stopped going to my first church, Mosaic, because they moved to Hollywood, which was difficult for me to get to. I mean, if you, any of you know LA traffic, you'll know what I'm talking about. I can't really even say I had a church community there, even though I attended a small group on occasion. I guess I never really felt like I clicked with anyone. And so I spent several years just church hopping. What I mean by that is I'd attend a different church every couple months or so, searching for one where I felt like I clicked with the people. But I just literally walk in, avoiding eye contact and hiding from the greeters with their huge smiles and warm welcomes. And I leave exactly the same way, never talking to anyone. I disliked it strongly when sermons began with, hey, greet the person next to you, because my comfort zone was worship, listening to the message, and then leaving. I didn't like to associate or talk to anybody that I didn't know. I would tell people that I still hadn't found a church I felt like I belonged to, and I just felt really alone. I had on my prayer list to find a church where I felt like I belonged, and I wanted God to answer that prayer so badly. In 2019, in the middle of church hopping, I decided to try out another church, one that had five-star reviews on Yelp. That's how I found them. I walked in, avoiding eye contact, and I grabbed a free donut and coffee, and I'd sit through the sermon. This church was actually a lot smaller than the others I've attended, and I found out that there was a Bible study group that met literally less than a mile from my house. So convenient, I had no excuses. So, sure, I'll give it a go. And at the meeting, I looked around and I thought, oh, once again, no one here is like me. I don't click or relate to anyone here. Why can't I just find a church or a group of people who are just like me, have a similar profession to me, similar hobbies, similar personalities? But despite feeling all of that, I just kept showing up week after week. And I listened as people shared and poured out their hearts during these meetings. And I sat there barely saying a word, just putting them in my time. I even played the keyboard a few times during worship because I expressed interest and the worship leader was gracious enough to give me the opportunity, even though I wasn't that good. But then COVID hit and the world shut down. And we were still meeting, but everyone was just doing it online. Needless to say, without deep-rooted relationships with the church and the small group, coupled with stuff happening in my life, I just faded out. And life hasn't been easy since 2020. Every year has brought on a new challenge that I have had to overcome. I started to blame God for what was a mess of my life, and I tried to take control of what I could. And as history would have it, after exhausting all options to fix the brokenness that was my life, I crawled my way back to God in December 2021 as a last resort. The church that I had attended to prior to COVID were now meeting in person again, and I hadn't seen anyone for almost two years. So I parked, I walked anxiously into the church, not wanting to be interrogated about where I've been because I didn't want to share what I had been through with anyone. 
But when I walked through the doors, I saw familiar faces from my small group and the worship team, and they were genuinely happy to see me with bear hugs to boot. No questions asked, just glad that I was there. And for the first time in my life, I felt a sense of home and belonging at a church. I was so moved by this feeling that I actually teared. Reflecting on why this experience was different from others, I realized that it was because I sowed seeds by showing up to small group and serving on the worship team, and the seeds had sprouted. Like many things in life, you get out of something what you put into it. So from then on, I committed. I started opening up in small group. I said yes to the needs the church had to set up an event or run a part of the service, volunteer in the community. If I were available, I'd say yes. I started to connect with people who I previously declared were, quote, too different from me for there to be any form of connection, unquote, and found common ground in Jesus, of course, among other interests, surprisingly, and began developing friendships. And you know what? It's been so cool building friendships with people who are different than me. Because though we may be different externally, internally, we all share the same foundation of wanting to grow closer to Jesus and to live out his purpose for us. I can reach out and ask for prayer or for godly advice or just to hang out if I need company. My life has become richer because of my church community, and I really want that for you if you don't already have it. So I encourage you to get plugged in at a local church. Invest in the church and the people there and see what happens. Keep an open mind. We're all not as different as you may think. Take it from me. You want to experience God? One of the best ways is through people and the ways that they love on you. Don't get me wrong. We're all still human and people will disappoint you. But there will also be moments when someone shows up for you or offers you wise counsel or checks in on you when you need it most because you have poured into their lives as well. And if you already have a church community, I'm so happy for you and I pray that your friendships will continue to deepen and that you will feel God's love through each other. Have a wonderful rest of the week.